Howdy, stranger. You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show on the Colorado Comedy Show's virtual broadcasting network. This episode was recorded on March 15th, 2021. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three. I've fallen off from that, I'll grant you. How old is he? Right. He's just now he's just ready whipped. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> no, no, Bruce. That is the exclusive purview of Chuck Roy. Well, he puts the no in Anno Dominici um, and born ready in the year 1676. <laughs> Would you please welcome your host and a uh, charming fellow, Mr. Mike Langworthy. Well, thank you all. Um, yeah, yeah. You're very wise. Um, uh, you know, I don't even know if I'm gonna do any material. I got that one, I got that one uh, awesome uh, Martin Luther King joke, and that's really all I've been working on this week. Um, I don't think everybody needs to hear that. Um, I'm having a lovely time this week with the uh, incredible fucking amount of snow that fell on Denver. <laughs> but, you, know, you live for days when you can't get out of your house. You know, if I wanted to be a shut-in, I would have been born old. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And again, with the, oh, that's not really a laugh, Jeff, just in case you know. <laughs> it sort of sounds like a laugh, but it's really like, oh, that was so inappropriate. Oh, my God. I can laugh. I can't really act like I enjoy it. Okay, you know what? It's fine here. It's a burden being the funniest guy on a fucking show every time. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. Say that? Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> you know, just, you know, appreciate the fact, like, it's like if you were at the Cafe of Go-Go the night that Lenny Bruce got arrested for saying cocksucker, then you can just, you know, Tell that story for the rest of your life. Don't laugh about it like, oh, it was so inappropriate. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I happen to know the bit. And the bit was, it was used in context. It was perfectly all right. It was about a mob guy who took over a gay bar and he wanted to turn it into a really high class night spot. So he booked Lenny Bruce into the place and Lenny Bruce was doing the bit. And he's saying, and then he says, okay, great. That's great. I mean, happy to headline the club. And he says, yeah, but I want you to change it. And Bruce goes, what do you mean change it? Well, here's the thing. Everybody who goes in there, they're a bunch of cocksuckers. And I want you to, I want you to stop that. And Lenny Bruce says, well, what am I supposed to do? It was like, stop second cock. And then the cops, the cops arrested him and the rest is history. Call back to before the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a hell of a lineup for you oh my god there's people on this show that i enjoy that's how good the show is um, <laughs> god, why do i do this every fucking week i do this i'm like talking stuff to these people who are one week you're gonna have an answer be comedian they're doing nothing but trying to be comedians. 
I insult them. I say I'm better than them, which I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not better than all of them. Uh, but it, <laughs> again, you see, I can't, uh, you know, it's my, this is my problem. This is my problem. I can't <laughs> get here and host a show like a good little person, like a Johnny Carson type going, oh, did you hear about uh, the Senate today? They passed a bill. Who cares? Nobody cares about that stuff. Sorry, got a little hot with you. I apologize. <laughs> Let's start the show. All right. Um, I'm going to do something. I, I thought we had done that. What? <laughs> no, we haven't done that. I've been talking. And as you love to tell me several times during most shows that we do together, the show isn't really started when I'm just the one doing it. When I'm talking, we haven't really started because I'm not amusing. I get that, Chuck. You're better than I am. I understand that. And again, with the hostility, I don't know where it comes from. I don't. <laughs> you know, your parents never, never beat me in a hostile way. And yet I grew up bitter. I don't know. Um, they just, it was just, hey, you know, how else will they learn? You know, am I right? How else will they learn? You don't take a yardstick to them once in a while. Um, anyway, I just worry that I'm never going to stop having the nightmares about the time that, the time, the many times that my father would, you know, discipline me with a yardstick and, uh, and I would see the erection. It was just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't right. It wasn't right, people. <laughs> he called it parent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that. And again, you're annoying me with the laugh, Jeff. It's like, oh, 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 oh no, that's just too far. No, it's not too far. <laughs> not far enough. You didn't have to live there, man. You were lucky. Your dad left you. Um, <laughs> this your measure erection? Yeah. <laughs> there is a dearth of laughter. Dad was having those dolphin dreams about his son. I don't know. I don't know. Shut up, all of you. Just shut up for a second. I, I do. I'm doing. Going to do something I don't often do, and don't say entertain people, Chuck. I understand that. You're funnier than I am. Just don't lord it over me again. All right, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not sleeping on the couch tonight. Um, all right. I'm gonna bring up um, an act that uh, I've liked a lot, but I, I always have seemed for just from circumstances to have to make her uh, wait until late in the show before she gets on. It's just, you know, it's just chance. It's, it happens that way. I'm very capricious. Um, and so I'm gonna bring her on first tonight and let her just, have a good time with you and she'll be, you know, undoubtedly nicer than I just was. So I'm sure you won't love. Please welcome, if you will, Paula Maddox. Hello, hello. Well, thank you for hosting these mics every week, you guys. I really got to thank you. So I'm going to give you the clap you can tell your mom about. So, <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate a place to go fuck around in my nice little box. And you guys are all in your nice little box. It's very organized for chaos, like I'm enjoying it. I am. Um, see, I accidentally locked myself up 
on purpose a long time ago. So my life hasn't gone the way I planned, right? <laughs> yeah. So I go out and I warn people about the dangers of parenting, you know, because you can leave a marriage. <laughs> Leaving kids is so much freaking harder, you guys. Like, <laughs> crying and screaming and, and the kids are fucked up too. Like, it's just bad for everybody, <laughs> you know? So the class should know that there's a very good reason that they don't put pregnancy on the list of STDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that mother nature can find her fools faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chick is so efficient. Like, I know she's female because she gets them back good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all good. Um, I got married, so the kids weren't bastards. So I got that right. <laughs> so excited about that. Um, and I'm proud to say that they all have the same dad. So yay me. Yeah. yeah. None of my sisters could do that. So score one for rivalry. You know what I mean? Uh, who didn't know that don't come that comes back? Like I've been out of the nest for a little while. You think that shit would have subsided? No, it comes right back like the herp. Right back. Like the yeah. herp? Did you just like say the herp? Yeah. Well, speaking of STDs, I wonder if other STDs talk back as bad as mine do. You know, like does the clap really clap? You know, like how bad is that? That uh, it's bad. Never mind. We're gonna walk away from that. Just know that my STDs and yours too will last longer than the traditional kind. So, be forewarned about the kids. You know, if you got to itch about taking care of little ones, just go mentor. Like really, you know, you can give them back at the end of the day. It's all good. Um, I also made another mistake when I was young and dumb in, in, my, in my motherhood. Um, I decided not to spank my kids. <laughs> oh, that joke keeps going, let me tell you. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, I think it's so dumb that it doesn't deserve the letter B anymore. It's just dumb, you know? So bad. <laughs> so when I told my family probably that I'm not spanking, my dad comes over and gives me a nice hug and he says, well, honey, you should know right away that it takes a very long time to grow the dumb out of a kid, honey. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Dad? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you should know, smarty pants. Is all you thought your cleaning cleaning your room was bad when you were a kid? What do you think about this homework? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so dumb. And then my mom, she's laughing over in the corner. She's like, "Why do you think God put a crack in your ass, honey?" Cause he knew you'd have to be spanked something to absorb the blow, you know, like genetic. <laughs> so bad. So I may not spank them, but I've tricked them. I've trapped them. Um, I've taped them. Videotape, not packaging tape. <laughs> it is so tempting to just, you know, put a little, uh, yeah, I can't do that anymore. It's against the rules. Um, so be safe, you guys really safe. Um, Cause there's a reason that the word parenthood has the word hood in it. You know, it's to, it's cause the fucking place is like a fucking hood y'all. <laughs> so bad. The only cool hood you see are on TV in the movies. That's it. And then in real hoods, there's gangs. Um, cause in the parenthood, when you make more than one kid, you make your own gang. That's dumb. <laughs> that should have been labeled, you know? Um, but I only made the second one cause the first one needed to play me. If I'm being honest, you know, <sighs> you guys have no idea how long 24 hours a day is <laughs> so fucking long because when the kid comes, it comes dumb, you know, because it's made from dumb cum. So we all just keep hurting ourselves, you know, 
Oh God, it's great. Yeah, so I'm gonna end with this. Stay safe, take your birth control, and stay out of the motherhood, y'all. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Woohoo! Bringing it, bringing the heat right out of the gate. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot one joke. Can I, can I, what? Closer. Can I say it? I forgot my last joke. Do it. Can I say it real fast? Do it. Do you know what Cinderella said when she got to the balls? No. I think she said, hey. thank you very much. <laughs> you know I hadn't heard that. I had not heard that one. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that, that knocks the uh, glass slipper theory into a cocked hat. Anyway. <laughs> what did she learn that from one of her kids, just to give you a rough idea <laughs> of what she's talking about in the rest of her set. Hey, anyway, you know what? That was a great beginning, and um, I'm calmed down a little bit now. Um, I'm no longer mad at Chuck for being funnier than me. <laughs> I'm just sad, just a little sad. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is he frozen or is it me? <laughs> no, he's just stuck for material. What he's I believe has an issue with his camera. Um, uh, he, he, I try to pay attention to Mike. Um, uh, was he in the process of introducing somebody or else? Uh, I, I know I was yeah. letting Danny in, and then Sukumar, if you would, uh, I know you're here. Uh, how would you? It was Josh, and then Sukumar, and then me. Okay. All right. Oh, I see it there. So, uh, Josh, are you up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is Mike. the confidence, Mike. <laughs> Right. Uh, um, I mean, it's gonna it's it's gonna make me real sad that Mike isn't here, but I'm ready to perform for the other. Um, the rest well, of America. What I'll try to do is just offer general amounts of disdain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if, like, if like actually, Chuck, if you could do this for me. If like two thirds of the way through my best well, bit, I'm gonna have to cut you off there with something. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, great. Right, you yes. practiced it. That's yeah, good. I understand where you were wanting to talk. <laughs> that's going to be what I'll be doing. Um, All right. Well, then there, then Mike won't be missed. There's uh, moments to introduce you, and we're moments away from them. Um, and I'm, I'm just uh, going to uh, appreciate you for dealing with our technical difficulties. Um, and uh, in general, we have a difficulty being technical. So, <laughs> Josh D. Donato, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Josh D. Donato back. Hey, all right. Um, 
I'm glad to be here. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild. My, uh, the people I'm living with are uh, getting, um, about to get a vaccine and more friends are, and, uh, you know, things are opening up more and I'm excited about that. You know, uh, I want things to be open. I'm still kind of a little cautious, uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine here in Atlanta is uh, having a small gathering, uh, 10 people, uh, you know, a seance, uh, but it's indoors, you know, so I just, I feel like outdoors is safer. So I just, I'm not, I guess I'm not totally ready. Um, so I told my friend that I wasn't um, going to be able to make it to a seance, but that I'd be there in spirit. And, uh, there's uh yeah, getting ready to, uh, to start to, I guess, be ready to go out and eat with friends, you know, uh, which, you know, I definitely miss. Uh, one thing I don't miss is when you go out uh, with a bunch of friends for food and then the check comes and everybody's trying to figure out what they owe and you get that one friend who says, oh, I only have a 20. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> wow. If only there were somebody behind a counter nearby with a box <laughs> of different denominations of dollars for which you can that 20, but I guess we're out of luck. This one's on me, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then sometimes that same friend will be like, oh, I only have a 50 or I only have a hundred. And it's like, oh, you poor thing with your hundred dollars. There's no way I'm going to let you pay for your own meal. <laughs> what kind of monster would I be? Um, <laughs> Uh, I, we were talking just before the show, I guess, or somehow, yeah, uh, Jeff was mentioning some, something about dads and it just, uh, I don't know, a couple of guys on here. I, I wonder if you'll relate to this because I, I think I'm becoming my dad, right? Because I've noticed that I've started to impregnate women and vanish without being responsible for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? That's how the old man didn't raise me. <laughs> that is actually the exact manner in which the old man did not raise me that joke took 35 years to write i was hoping for a little more um, <laughs> um i uh haven't smoked for about a year and a half but i still like to do this i, I like to walk up to people when they're uh smoking one of those e-cigarettes and just say uh hey can i bum one of those yeah. <laughs> for funsies um, yeah, uh, oh, this was, uh, yeah, it's, I think I'm getting older because, uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, took a trip to Mexico, uh, and, but he said, uh, that he was, he was going to TJ for the weekend, uh, and I totally thought he was talking about Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick me up some flash pasteurized orange juice, brah. <laughs> right. um, yeah uh let's see uh oh do you guys remember when uh the ozone layer had vanished and all the humans on earth burned alive oh sorry too soon <laughs> it's literally it's not gonna happen for four or five years all right. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, 
Yeah, I guess. Oh, uh, Oscar nominations came out and uh, some snubs and some surprises. I get usually they don't nominate a lot of sequels for Oscars, but uh, uh, there's a lot of buzz around this. this movie, Pieces of a Woman, which got nominated, uh, which I think is the sequel to Scent of a Woman. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure that. You would have had to have heard of that movie for that to be humorous, but <laughs> not even then. Okay, so uh, I, uh, I miss my best friend in LA, um, Mike. And uh, he, what, uh, Mike Schuster is one of those guys who, uh, thinks that you can just uh, sexualize a fortune in a fortune cookie by adding two words. Um, anybody want to yell out what the two words are? In bed. In, in bed. That's correct. Okay. So, uh, which, you know, they work sometimes, but not always. And I, and actually we, uh, we went and had Chinese food and the check came and I bet the check, I said, I bet whatever is in this fortune, you can't just make sexual by adding in bed. So I opened it up and my fortune said, you are jacking off way too much. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do anything. All right. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Timothy Hale Cusinelli. <laughs> arrested earlier today. Uh, that joke will, it'll take a week to brew, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look him up. <laughs> Uh, Mike is back. Yes. Um, Apparently I was, my feed was sabotaged by that incredibly famous Timothy Hale Cuccinelli. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, great job. Uh, Great job, Josh. And uh, luck getting the rest of that uh, mustache in. Um, Uh, I can't grow a mustache, so I can say that joke without fear of uh, anything but ridicule. And um, another uh, one of our regular open micers who I've always enjoyed, and maybe tonight will be the night that he goes in the shitter. Huh? (laughs) Fingers crossed, everybody, for Sukumar Vijayaragavan. Yeah, I think the shitter is underrated. <laughs> so, uh, in in ancient Sanskrit, the name Sukumar means uh, essentially means a nice guy. Okay, and um, in English, it means security check. <laughs> so, I've never ever flown without being pulled aside by the TSA. So, and it's not just frisk. Now, half the times I'm also, they also take a swab of my fingers and to check for gunpowder residues. So I guess they're working on two scenarios. One is I'm a terrorist who might bomb the plane. Two, I'm a terrorist who's trying to make a getaway after shooting a bunch of people. So uh, the only time I never get uh, pulled aside is when I'm traveling with my daughter. Okay, somehow the TSA manual says that you know, terrorists don't have take your daughter to work day. <laughs> so, uh, but except for one time when my daughter was about four, you know, we were going through the security line and we had reached almost the end of the security line 
Uh, and the guy in front of us had a, a New York Times and on the front page was the picture of the Hamas leader. And my dad, my daughter points, points to it and says, look dad, your picture's on the paper. <laughs> so that was the day I learned I had an enlarged prostate. Uh, so, so I'm a nervous flyer and, and, you know, logically so, because I can't believe a hundred ton uh, tin can can fly, but they assure me that the physics is sound. You know, it's based on something known as Bernoulli's uh, principle, which says that if, if an object is flat on one side and, and bulging on the other side, then there's a difference in pressure that causes a lift and causes the aircraft to go up, right? So the science apparently is sound and all. That is if you believe scientists. You, know. you might also think that the coronavirus is real. Um, <laughs> besides, I know it's not true because if all it takes is for something to be flat and on one side and bulging on the other side, I should be able to levitate. <laughs> so... Um, and I think, though I think, you know, Bernalee's law, so everybody, he must have been thrilled to have a law named after him. Everybody would have been, no, everybody would be thrilled to have a law named after them, except for my friend, uh, Sharia. Um, <laughs> so, so here's a question. When you fly, how many of you pay attention to the safety announcements? You know, I just space out in those terms. But apparently it turns out, you, know, you don't have to pay attention to them because they're useless. And <laughs> how we found out was, was you remember the time a, a plane landed on the Hudson? Yes. You know, when when Tom, Tom Hanks landed his plane on the Hudson. <laughs> uh, the, it turned out that only five people managed to get their life vests on. And out of those five, only three got it right. The other two had it you know, backwards, which if you know is lethal because you can't reach the whistle they attached to the, to the light jacket. You know? I wonder what they expect that whistle to do, right? You, know, you have this huge thunderclap sound of a plane you know, smashing into the ocean and nobody can hear that, but they assume that you'd be floating and blowing a small whistle and somebody is going to help you, right? But the the... Uh, the funniest part of this was that they had a, a, a press conference with the U.S. Air um, people, and somebody asked the spokesman of the U.S. Air, you know, why is it that only five people managed to get the, the, their life jackets on? And he said, oh, those things only work in, in, in the cases, uh, in case of a planned water landing. Now, no, I don't know about you, but I didn't know they had planned water landings at any point. You know? Do they actually do that? You know, are there flights that are landing on water that I don't know about? You know, and how far ahead? You know, and how far ahead do they plan these things? You know, when you book a ticket, are you given an option uh, whether you want to land on the airfield or on water? And and where would you book such a ticket? You no, know, at kayak.com. So uh, that's my set. I'm, I'm sorry. That's it. Sukumar. Wow. Uh, Sukumar Vijay Raghavan, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can see him at a uh, security station near you. Um, <laughs> you know, I almost got 
I almost quit my MFA program because I made a joke, something like that, uh, about one of the teachers in the class when I was introducing him to do his act on talent night. He was a man of uh, South Asian extraction. No, Middle Eastern, actually, attraction. Kazim Ali is his name. And, uh, and he had been uh, arrested, uh, not arrested, but detained as a possible terrorist before a flight, wrote a story about it. The story got published. He read it one night as part of the faculty readings for this program. So I introduced him as our resident uh, dancer, poet, novelist, and sometimes terrorist. <laughs> and um, apparently that wasn't woke enough for the crowd. So <laughs> I, was, I was informed. And it's the sort of thing a guy like me needs to have told is that, that this is a white supremacist nation. And um, uh, I had not, you know, you miss the papers one day and you forget these things. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The fact that I was born 10 yards from the finish line in the 100 yard dash of life hadn't dawned on me until one of the teachers said, you see, Mike, you know, I really understand how women just hate being mansplained to because being race plained to is even worse. <laughs> you see, Mike, the fact that you've been looked at angrily by virtually every person of color that you've ever seen in your entire life. There's a reason for that. Oh, 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 there's reason. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just saying, hey, you know what? Uh, I was going to mention this is the worst time at this exact moment is the worst time to do this. But I just wanted to throw this out for everybody who's here tonight. Um, I'd love to have more diversity on these shows. I know it sounds like I'm doing a bit because of what I just said, but I'm not. I'd love to have more diversity. We, first, we have a lot of women and I love that. We have people of color and I love that. Uh, we don't have um, African-Americans very often and I don't know why, but I would love to see uh, some of those. So if you got friends who are comics who think they'd like this mic and who are also people of color, um, I would love to... Uh, I would love to have him on the show. So just keep you in mind. Keep that in mind. And our next performer is, uh, boy, I really brought it down. Laura, I dug a hole for you, and I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. <laughs> well, if I was going to dig a hole for you on purpose, you know, I would take the heat for that. But because uh, uh, it would be funny to me. And you dug but, enough graves for Brazil. <laughs> oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh, because of the COVID, right? That's why that's incredibly funny. Um, and I'm gonna uh, move the show along anyway. And <laughs> Doug and Fold, that you know what? That actually is funny, Chuck. And I hate you for it. I hate you for it. Right. Um, please welcome Laura Hug. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, everyone, bring a black friend next week. There you go. <laughs> 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 uh, just because i don't have any you rub my nose in it and bring an extra for mike okay uh, <laughs> you bring one from one of your meetings <laughs> i will I, I will do that um i uh you know every time this the zoom screen gets highlighted onto my face i just am always shocked by the bigness and whiteness of my face my face 
America is like a corporation. You know, it's that big and white. (laughs) Banking industry. Um, uh, I, um, I only know one magic trick uh, and I, I, I haven't perfected it and I can't really even control it. It's uh, I once made a condom disappear. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) a magic trick. It was my big closer that night. So, all right. Um, (laughs) That's stuffed up. That's a hard joke to swallow. (laughs) I, um, I got the, I got, I'm a, I got the vaccine. I got the first shot of the vaccine. I am uh, an essential worker, despite what my boss always says about me. Um, But I, yeah, I, so I got the vaccine and, you know, I used to do drugs and I don't anymore, but when they brought that uh, needle of vaccine over for just a minute, I thought, I wonder if they let me inject it myself. You know, just to, just for old times' sake, you know? <laughs> just, just to see if I still got the touch. <laughs> um, but I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Um, so I'm dating somebody. So I'm trying to step up my domesticity game. Uh, like cooking, I'm trying to be a better cook. So the other day, my roommate, she farted and. It smelled so delicious. I was like, (laughs) what did you eat today? I've got to get that recipe. Uh, (laughs) And so sometimes, uh, you know, he'll come, I'll have him over. So I'm trying to keep the house neat. Um, I'm, I have a tendency. I've light hoarder tendencies, and what inspired hoarders, the show hoarders does not inspire me to keep my house clean. You know, um, I, uh, what inspires me is true crime dramas, you know, or like first 48 things like that, where they go in to a murder victim's home. And every time on these shows where they go into the victim's home and it's real messy, I'm always like, Oh God, I do not want that to be me. You know? Um, if I were to get murdered, I do not want the police to come into my house and look around and say, well, we don't know who killed her, but the real mystery is what was she going to do with all these tins of buttons? (laughs) I don't see any button art on these walls. Yeah. So I don't want to be a fool. I don't mind being killed, but I don't want to look like an idiot. Okay. Um, You know, I want to connect emotionally with my partner. So uh, one way I do this is by, you know, asking him questions just to try to get to know him better. Uh, Usually I do this right before he falls asleep uh, it seems like, a, seems like a good time as he's dozing off to lean in and say, tell me about your asshole stepfather again. Uh, <laughs> or, um, you know, as he's wrapped up like a cute little tortilla in the blankets just to whisper, 
why didn't it work out with your last girlfriend? Uh, <laughs> or maybe what's the hardest part about being a recovering alcoholic for you? <laughs> you know, and it's <laughs> I heavy. Uh, uh, another relationship though, that I've had for a long time that many of us had is with the, um, feature on Facebook, uh, people you may know, uh, for those of us on Facebook oh. here, you're familiar with that ticker tape of faces running across your page. Uh, I know I, I, you know, I have people that, that come across Facebook says people you may know. And I look at the person and I'm like, Oh no, I, I don't know them. And then another face Facebook will offer me and it'll say people you may know. And I see a certain person and I'm like, Oh yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then sometimes there's a, you know, Facebook will offer someone else and I'll see their face and Facebook says people you may know. And I look at them and I think, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> And then I realized that there are people who see my face every day on Facebook and they say the same things about me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like not that creepy asshole again with the creepy. Okay. Anyway, I'm having a hard, I'm having a low self-esteem day. Um, uh, but I also think that Facebook should have a feature people you may have fucked right? Or people you have fucked. <laughs> I fucked that either one. I'll, I'll let them word it. I'm just, you know, I just want in on it on that. But, uh, you know, I think that would be really useful because then it's like, oh yeah. Oh, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> now I can stop referring to him as guy in basement. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to do tonight. Thanks. It's Mike, and I thought you knew. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad now because it's, <laughs> we had a moment, and you know, two ships passing in the night and rubbing up. I, all I can say is, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm heartbroken. Laura. <laughs> I feel like that would be more like two shipwrecks passing out in a basement was what that would be. Why I ought to. was before she even knew you, Josh. <laughs> and let's face it, we were both blackout drunk. If it wasn't for the Polaroid, we wouldn't have even known it happened. <laughs> yes. I mean, what I'm trying to say is no, I've never had that kind of a relationship with somebody. Um, uh, more specific. <laughs> Mm. But be that as it may, that was a lot of fun for me. And uh, you're delightful. And even though I dug a big hole for you, you still kill. <laughs> don't think I don't resent it. Don't think I don't resent it. Um, I'm, I'm a small, petty man. Have we all gotten, we've all gotten that, right? We understand that that's what's going on. All right. Our next performer um, is not a petty man. And I don't think he's short either, but... Um, uh, I've never seen him standing up because we met <laughs> in the pandemic. Um, at any rate, that's not literally true, but it worked for the bit, maybe. <laughs> uh, please welcome Evan Smith. Evan Smith. Thank you. Woo! Thanks. Um, 
not a whole lot going on. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm getting ready for my brother's wedding. It's in two months. Uh, he invited all of our extended family, which is nice, but it's the same extended family that I uninvited from my wedding due to COVID. So <laughs> I'm kind of just hoping they don't recognize me. Because <laughs> uh, we, we had cut our wedding from 200 people to about 30, which meant that one weekend we had to call everyone we had invited and let them know that it's only going to be immediate family and the bridal party. And everyone was really, really relieved (laughs) (laughs) like almost insultingly relieved but I did feel bad when we had to do that like I felt bad that everyone felt like they had to be excited when we told them that they could still watch it over zoom and uh I also feel bad because a big part of traveling to a wedding is all the free alcohol you get at the end and now we're pretty much telling them hey we'd prefer you watch this from home uh bring your own beer and please still no children allowed. <laughs> um, my wife's friend's boyfriend texted me out of the blue the other day. Uh, we have never hung out except as couples. And uh, I know they said marriage would be hard, but um, I wasn't expecting this. But, um, <laughs> but I, I didn't have his number saved. It just came up as a random number. So when he said, uh, hey, how are you enjoying that new video game you got last week? I just thought this was a new Joe Biden fundraising tactic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I responded, Joe, you forgot the link, but I'm good for 20. Um, last week, our company was doing interviews uh, for soon to be graduates and uh, they put us in charge of the interviews. There's nothing like reading a soon-to-be graduate's resume that's better than yours <laughs> to motivate you to work a little bit harder. I can see why my boss puts us in charge of these interviews. <laughs> but um, uh, my company is in D.C., so we used to fly out for the interviews, but now we're doing it on Zoom. But I'm really looking forward to flying again, traveling again. I think people will be enthusiastic about it. All the shops and the airports will open back up. And I'm also excited because I think us as a collective society uh, will feel good about stigmatizing people who sneeze and cough on airplanes now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to the vaccine. I I think everyone should get it. I do like the people who think it's part of a government conspiracy, as if uh, the government would trust my local Safeway with the distribution of a conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, sure, every cart is broken every time I go in there, and they're always out of my pomp and moose LaCroix. Uh, but <laughs> these, these are the people we can trust to distribute Bill Gates' tracking devices. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. This was fun. Oh, Evan Smith. Evan Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Always leave them wanting more. Um, that's uh, like the opposite of my own philosophy for my stand-up for myself. <laughs> I always leave them wanting just a little bit less, like maybe my set less. Anyway, you know what? <laughs> that, none of that matters because we're bringing the next performer up, um, who I believe is new to the open mic. Uh, we tried to nail that down in uh, the direct message thing, but uh, I'm approaching senility, um, probably from the far side. And um, as far as I know, Jessica and I have not met. And uh, I want you guys to give her a big round of applause for the first time here. 
<laughs> Jessica Hitch. <laughs> Jessica Hitch, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You know, it's so great to stand here and exercise my right to freedom of speech. But of all my constitutional rights, my favorite is the Second Amendment, because without the right to bear arms, I can show off these awesome guns for you folks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that joke was lame, but technically, so am I. In 2012, I was crippled and bedridden with rheumatoid arthritis. I still can't straighten this arm. So... Uh -huh. When I say I'm the lamest comedian here tonight, I can pretty much guarantee it. <laughs> but don't you worry, going through disability wasn't all bad. It enhanced my spiritual life. I couldn't go out with my friends anymore. I was in pain from head to toe. So I decided to get closer to Heavenly Father. Morning, noon, and night, I would pray, oh dear God, if thou art merciful and real, could you just kill me now? <laughs> how about now and you know i thought he'd do something cool like strike me down with a lightning bolt but instead no i'm out of the wheelchair i don't have to use the cane and i get to hang out at colorado comedy shows yeah god thanks i guess <laughs> but to enhance my religious life i decided to give something up for lent and ultimately it was hard but very rewarding I gave up my virginity. That's yeah. so good. The next year I tried to get this good Christian boy to give his up too, but it didn't work. And I'm really not sure why, because I dressed like a nun in everything. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, next year I'll dress like a priest instead. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure for most women, this whole virgin birth thing is more of a horror story than a miracle. You know, most moms I know got to enjoy some bow chicka bow wow before <laughs> 18 years of responsibility. So, you know, Heavenly Father, he sure was strict too. He sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. Most of my friends just had curfews. <laughs> so, because of the whole virgin birth, I sometimes wonder, is the church trying to appeal to women? But then I realize they've all got that picture of Jesus hanging out without a shirt on. And I'm not going to lie, the dude's hot. I nailed it. Now, the only thing that makes less sense than the church are cuss words. We call people cunt, pussy, dick, asshole. First of all, those are compliments, okay? <laughs> Strong, resilient, pussy, portal of life. <laughs> and dick, I mean, who isn't pleased when some good dick shows up every once in a while? <laughs> There's somebody we hate, we're like, fuck that dude. I don't think so, you don't wanna touch him. You definitely don't want him to procreate. No, fuck that dude. <laughs> well, speaking of people not to fuck, I avoid narcissistic sociopaths. I know from experience, so I'll give you some pro tips. First of all, they'll tell you straight up who they are. My ex would say, oh, I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I swear I'm an asshole. But actually, it turned out he was wrong. My asshole provides a vital and useful function for my body. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I got rid of him real quick. You know, I realized actually my ex was like a funeral. He was always accompanied by grief and needed a police escort. So I don't want y'all to think I'm bitter just because I've had 500,000 bad experiences with men. No, not me. For me, men are like library books. I want to check every one of them out, but I can only fit so few home in one trip. So if I see any red flags, it's a no fuck you to that one. Then I put the rest of my backpack and head on back home. So thank you so much. It's been fun. That's it. Yay. Well, welcome to Open Mic. Come back often. Tell your friends, especially your black friends, apparently, because somehow it's totally racist for me to suggest that more black people be on the show. Okay. <laughs> You know, no. I don't understand how it works because I'm white. Well, I got a diversity for comedy because of my disability. So I'm still white, but I'm diverse because I have rheumatoid arthritis. Yes, well, absolutely. You know, and we have <laughs> we have a bunch of women. That's diversity. And I and I love the fact that we have women coming back and, and doing the show yes. often. And uh, we have people from the South Asia, the South Asia, as they say, absolutely nowhere. And uh, <laughs> people from Australia, we've had people from Europe. We've had a wonderful woman from Bangkok who is um, Chinese, but lives in Thailand. I don't know why, and I never pursued it. Why? Because I'm narcissistic. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, our next performer, who is our next? Oh, our next performer is, oh, it's this guy. Please welcome. <laughs> He's one of the guys who uh, has been coming to the open mic pretty regularly lately. And I just, I just love the way he's developing as a com comedian. And I don't tell him that because, you know, compliments are a hassle. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> please welcome, if you will, Jeffrey Burden II. Hey, Jeff. Hi, thank you so much. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I, I uh, Jeffrey Burden II. So, so I don't know, like I, the second, so Shakespearean. You know, it turns out I am a direct descendant of Henry the Sixth. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like his ninth nephew, twice removed. And uh, my father, he he's pretty big on on uh, telling me that I'm related to uh, the Isley Brothers. If if uh, all you uh, all you people know, yeah, 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 and, um, and uh, Marilyn Monroe. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, it's weird when related to both you're, you're, of them? it's it's weird. What's that? Sorry, related to both of them. Related to both of them. Yeah, I mean, I was crazy attracted to Marilyn Monroe, but uh, you know, it's not so weird in my family to be attracted to a cousin. So, but that that's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, I don't judge. I um, you guys, I I've been watching you know the clips, the clips. I do catch TV every now and then. The politicians, you know, and uh, you know, I just I I I I just wonder sometimes if if Kamala Harris goes up to Joe Biden has to say, Joe, put the kid down. It's not a scratch and sniff. You got to put it down. It's not all right, all right. It's just you know, and he's like, it's okay, it's okay, you know. And she's like, no, really, the kid, put him down. It's got to. He's got to go to school. No, 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 no. Just, I can keep them. Just put the parents in jail. Ah, that's, mm, I love it. Mm, all, right. Um, all right. Well, you know, sometimes I, 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 sometimes I wish I got to a commercial like, uh, uh, bomb, 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 cut to a commercial. It's not, not funny. Um, you guys, it's like, sometimes I, maybe I'm like at a wounded warrior, uh, uh, 
for a comics meeting like, you know, this one time I told a joke and boom, <laughs> nobody left. Nobody left. Oh. <laughs> um, well, we're working on everything tonight, everybody. Um, I, I, you know, I learned I was in the military. I was in the military. I learned how to cook pancakes in the military and and they taught us they taught us they taught us to to not waste anything you know it's true they, they don't waste anything i mean the drills the the, the the training instructor was like you know sometimes i use my own sweat when i run out of cooking oil <laughs> you can't too yeah yeah uh, uh, Jesus Christ. it's what i use when i'm curing my own bacon you know you got a job waiting for you bob evans right after you get out of this place all right yeah so uh yeah um I really don't think I needed to enlist to work at Bob Evans. If I'm being completely, I should have just gone just straight to Bob Evans, right? But I just, no, just talk to a manager. I'm sure they would have sucked me right up. But you know, I I, I was dating a girl and um, I I I was crazy about her and she just she broke up with me. This is uh, you know we dated in high school. She breaks up with me and I'm like I gotta get her back. I gotta get her back. I'm gonna go active duty Air Force. That's what I'm gonna do. And my father was like Jeffrey. Maybe you should join the National Guard first, try part-time and go full-time. Like, Dad, you know what, Dad? Dad, unless you're giving me some food, I don't want to hear it. No, Jeffrey, listen to me. You got to join the National Guard. I'm like, all right, I'll join the National Guard. I just got to get her back. I love her so much. And then I joined the National Guard. First day of basic training, it's like, I hate the National Guard. This chick was not worth it. She was not worth it. You know? It's like I should have just given her a bouquet of flowers. Let's start small. Let's start small, people. All right? All right? Jesus. Oh, I do. I get very touchy. I get very, I'm very touchy. Everybody. I, I, you know, a little jumpy, just a tad. And I'm like, I am. I, and I'm like an eight year old inside of a 43 year old's body. I'm very excitable, very excitable. You know, I was, I was, uh, taking a selfie with, uh, uh, I guess they're called selfies, whatever. I was with a friend trying to get a selfie. Thank you so much for the light. And, and I'm trying to get that perfect angle. And I, you know, I'm not getting, I look like I have some sort of gross motor control problem, you know, and he's, he gets mad at me and he says, listen, man, you got to get this right. We're starting to look gay. Okay. I'm like, dude, you're in your mid forties and you're unemployed. You'd be lucky to have a gay guy. Okay. Lay off, lay off of me. All right. Okay. All right. You hear people talk about anger and how children, you know, they play video games and they shouldn't do that because it, it causes violence and murder. OK, I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, I played Super Mario Brothers like my mother's going to say, I can't believe he shot up that school. I should have known it. He was throwing <laughs> fireballs at mushrooms every day for like four hours a day. Oh, my God. You know. <laughs> the dead giveaway. <laughs> That's my time. I'm Jeffrey Burton the second. God love you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! A dead giveaway. You know, like I, you see somebody playing Super Mario Brothers, you know, take away the firearms. I'm just telling you. Jeffrey said it first, but I'm backing him up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that stuff was supposed to stop you from shooting up schools because it just numbed you. Yeah, but I guess I was wrong about that. Um, so anyway, let's say our next performer is another one of those people who brought diversity to the show. And no, I'm not gonna go back to the uh, bring a black guy to work day. Well, I'm just saying she's a wonderful human being. She came here 
a few months ago, and I have really enjoyed her every time she's been on. Please welcome. And I'm going to stop saying please welcome, but not until the next act. Uh, Nishi XL, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you so much. I made it on this mic as a result of affirmative action. So <laughs> thank you so much for that. I, I will be your token brown person for tonight. Okay, Mike, don't worry. I could be anything you like. You want you want Mexican? I could be the Mexican. <laughs> you got a super, everybody. Yeah, this is perfect. I mean, nobody knows what the hell I am, especially with Zoom filters, huh? Check this out. Future. <laughs> and this wall, I'm sorry, but it's not real. It's not. It's just not real. The lights are bleeding through. Uh, last week, it just collapsed. Nobody asked if I was okay. <laughs> That's the world we live in. Um, but it's so good to be here at this um, AA meeting. <laughs> I sat at the mean girls table every morning for breakfast before I went to school with my family and um, we were poor but my parents made sure they filled us up before we left the house every morning with low self-esteem <laughs> <laughs> my mom was a soap opera star and actress and I'm finally starting to look like her she just turned 74. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was talking about doing live gigs and stuff. See, I love my life so much. I did a live gig in West Hollywood. I don't know if you guys know West Hollywood in California. They don't care about masks. Okay. That's where all the amazing gay people are, you know? So they've been raw dogging it since the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> They do not care. And no, no, I didn't make money from the gig. I didn't, I don't, I don't make money. I make mistakes. <laughs> Comedians are like, that's too real. That's too real. <laughs> COVID scares me. Um, I mean, even though I was uh, born in uh, overpopulated Pakistan, you know, it's the country that the scientists call the Petri dish. All right, nobody knows science here. Now I know why you're comedians. I don't get why, <laughs> I don't get why it's called a Petri dish, though. I know because it's, it's filled with diseases. It's disgusting. Oh, my it's God. world country. Oh, <laughs> See, but my homeland, it's, it's very glamorous. My parents had a 10-bedroom mansion made out of mud. <laughs> 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 they were not afraid of any diseases. They were just afraid of rain. <laughs> But if you ever fly to Pakistan, just be prepared to play their all-time favorite Pakistani game. What's that smell? <laughs> I swear, if aliens ever landed in Pakistan, they would be like, why didn't we land here? Didn't you see the big string stink cloud from space? Oh my gosh. Um, but seriously, the country is great. If you ever want to visit, they have doctors that do house calls. Uh, they cure all the diseases with seven up and a hot towel. <laughs> As last year, it was so easy for me to lose weight. I got pregnant. And then the baby slipped right out. So I lost seven pounds in one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gained 50, but I lost seven. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, I'm trying to practice some self-discipline. Um, I stopped eating sugar for the last 48 hours and my sugar cravings went down, but my need to murder went all the way up. And I went to my closet to look at some skinny jeans to motivate me. And it's the perfect thing to do because that's where I hide all my snacks. (laughs) But I'm at this point in my weight loss journey where I just look at nice, cute, tiny clothes. And I just hear the sound of ripping. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like God has truly blessed me with an amazing gut. I'm allergic to curry. Uh, so I don't buy Indian food. I rent it. (laughs) And speaking of racial stuff, we just took a 23 and me test and my husband is 15 different types of white British, (laughs) Irish, English, cream, eggshell, I don't know. He, he tells me, he tells me, don't call the baby mama. I like to call her mama. I'm like, Hey, little mama Sita. And he's like, don't say that. She'll think she's the mom and she'll get confused. And I'm like, honey, you're so right. Because every time you call me baby, I lose object permanence. (laughs) I thank you guys. That is my time. Yeah. Nishi XL. Yes. In the heat. Bring in the heat. So, so I'm not exactly clear. You're not from America originally. No, well, I was <laughs> born in Pakistan. <laughs> it's a bit. It was a bit. I'm sorry. It didn't go over. <laughs> I ate it. My bad. Because you had all that stuff about you know. You know what? Never mind. If I have to explain <laughs> it, I'm not coming out there with a fucking glossary, people. All right. So, and again with the hostility. Why? Why do you do that? I have a life, you know, I have a lovely wife, two lovely children, and yet I'm bitter. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, that's probably why I'm bitter. I don't get it. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> about, whoo, man, that was hilarious. Anyway, um, our next performer, also uh, regularly on the open mic, and I hear him, I, I just love to listen to him perform, and uh, he, he brings the modern and melds it with the uh, old school straight up jokes. And I just love it. Please welcome. And shit, I was not supposed to say that. Anyway, please welcome <laughs> Bruce Lipsky. Woo! Yeah. Uh, All right, Bruce. Shalom, everybody. Shalom. Thank you very much for having me tonight. Um, yes, my name is Bruce Lipsky, and I'm coming to you from Floral Park, Long Island. And it's great to be here on the Mike Langworthy's Blarney Fest. And uh, I do appreciate that. <laughs> you know, St. Patrick's Day is, is approaching. And I know this because growing up in New York City, not only have I known and met tons of Irish folks, but I've experienced some of their traditions. And most of you are probably well aware of the St. Patty's Day Parade, but there are a lot of other unusual Irish traditions. And the Irish have a tradition called birthday bumping. Yes, birthday bumping. And I'll tell you about it. The United States here, when we have a birthday, especially with kids, you know, we have a cake and blow out the candles and they say, are you one? No. Are you two? No. Are you three? No. 
Oh, yeah. Eight. Yes. Yeah, congratulations. Happy birthday. The Irish have something similar. They blow out the candles, but then they change, things change around. When an Irish kid has a birthday, the birthday kid's friends pick up the birthday child by the legs, spread the legs apart, and bang the kid's head on the floor the number of times of their birthday. <laughs> they literally bang the age into their head. Are you one? Ah. Are you two? Ah. Are you three? Ah. No. Are you still conscious? <laughs> the Americans and Irish have two different strategies with the same results. In America, sometimes you ask a kid how old they are, they'll go like this and say, well, I'm eight years old. But if you ask an Irish kid, they unconsciously rub the back of their head and say, I think I'm eight years old. <laughs> so, so an Irish, an American kid will get a cake and a present. Irish kids get a headache and an ice pack. <laughs> In preparation for St. Paddy's Day, I did some research, and probably you all know about Ireland. It's a little tiny island west of Europe. It turns out that Ireland has the lowest annual reported number of UFO sightings, the lowest in Europe, and I discovered why. That's because anyone who's seen a UFO over there just went probably along with their daily business, just thought it was a leprechaun. And another history lesson over here. Did you know that in Belfast in 1909, they built the biggest ship in the world? The Titanic, the biggest ship in the world. It could hold 2,500 passengers. And for a small country, that was pretty interesting because back then in Ireland, it only had 3 million population, but they have 12,000 pubs. That's <laughs> one pub for every 250 people. So the attempt was there to make a normal-sized boat. But when all these Irishmen showed up, they had to make it bigger just to accommodate the number of pubs. And that's why the Titanic was the biggest ship in the world. But you didn't know that, Mike, right? I didn't. Okay. You but don't Saint just Day brings, you learn. Exactly. St. Paddy's Day brings a certain personal story to me. Because when we were expecting our son, we wanted to hire an Irish nanny. So my town was full of Irish people, so we went right to the source. We hired a woman named Colleen. She was from County Cork. And County Cork is known for the Blarney Stone. And the legend says if you kiss the Blarney Stone, you get the gift of gab. Yeah, the gift of gab means you get the gift of talk, the gift of speech. I think this woman, Colleen, must have been making out with the ancient rock because, man, could she talk. And uh, <laughs> the trouble is I couldn't understand a word she was saying. You know, she could have been asking me for anything, you know, saying I want a pay raise, I want the deeds to your house, your bank account details. I would have smiled, nodded, and agreed with her. But, you know, what happened was eventually she left us, and uh, we hired another nanny from, from the islands. But before that, my son was taking up all these Irish customs. You know, when a, a kid from America would ask for it, sometimes ask for a soda, my son would ask for a wee, bit, wee cup of tea. He started calling me old fella. But we had this Caribbean nanny. When I said to my son, you want to go to McDonald's? He said, no, man. <laughs> I want rice and beans and jerk chicken. But, you know, it's interesting because the differences in the nannies. So when our other nanny came back to the United States to visit us, my son was looking at her and didn't want to talk to her. And so he said, why don't you talk to your nanny, your former nanny? He said, mom, I forgot how to speak Irish. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, they were sipping a cup of tea. 
They're having a great time, and he was showing how to Caribbean dance. Isn't it a wonderful world? Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Woohoo! Oh, Bruce Lipsky. Every joke yeah. in that set was brand new and attuned to the uh, holiday. It's unbelievable. Uh -huh. And it wasn't, uh, there wasn't a drinking joke in it, which I would right. low hanging. I'll drink, to, I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that's why you got the Irish nanny, because you wanted to have the kid alcohol dependent by the time he hit school, but I guess not. Um, anyway, uh, um, Bruce Floral Park. You know what? I, I lived in New York for eight years. I could never remember where Floral Park was. It's in Nassau County? Yes, right by Belmont Racetrack. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Right by Belmont Racetrack. One of the places I never went when I lived in New York. It's, uh, I don't gamble. I don't gamble. Of course I don't gamble. I, tried to I was a lawyer and I quit to become a stand-up comic. I don't gamble. No. Um, Just with the punchline you gamble, that's all. Yeah. Um, I, I don't gamble, but I do occasionally drive down the street and throw $100 bills out the window. <laughs> I figure it's a similar experience, but I don't want to get into that. I don't. Uh, we have a late ad from the show who is a guy who showed up uh, here a couple of weeks ago and was really funny, and you're going to like him a lot. Whatever you do, do not please welcome <laughs> Christopher Anthony. No, absolutely Woo! do not. Please welcome Christopher Anthony. You can clap for him a lot and say, yay, great, but don't please welcome him. Christopher Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Yay. Can everybody hear me okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, my friends say that I'm a metrosexual, which I find very hard to believe because I've never had sex on public transit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my family thinks that I'm bipolar. Half of me agrees with them. <laughs> <laughs> the other half says I have no family. <laughs> my friend's an ER nurse. She works overnight. She said roughly about a third of the people who come into the emergency room late at night have something of some size stuck inside their ass, which is weird because most of them aren't even there for that. It just shows up in the x-ray. <laughs> My friends were gonna have a gender reveal party, but they decided to wait until the kid turns 18. <laughs> My friend really wanted a dog. And after five months, she went ahead and adopted a dog because she couldn't have one naturally. And that's just what you do. First you try, then you adopt. I think I understand what they meant when they said we're all in this together. Because if my neighbor loses her job, I lose my internet. So stay strong. I'm really bad at meth and spelling. <laughs> Two worst subjects for sure. Meth and spelling. Um, look, I know drugs ruin lives, but sometimes they make people more fun. Like my friend Susan, very, very boring. 
Then she started doing meth. Now she's Susan on ice. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> I asked my friends for relationship advice. Uh, this is true. Most of my friends that are married now, they met when they were younger. A lot of them met in high school, but that advice only works if you're also in high school. So now I'm not allowed near any school. <laughs> we're so obsessed with, with race, you know, the 23 and me and this and that. And it's like, oh, what percent are you? Are you 50% white, 50%? Look, my friend is 80% black because he lost his arm in a car accident. So. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. I've been doing a lot of research and it turns out the leading cause of dry skin is towels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Few more. Memory loss can be really traumatic, especially when you're dealing with the elderly. Um, despite the COVID restrictions, I would go every week to visit my grandmother and there were times where I would show her pictures, photos she couldn't recall, and I would tell her stories that she didn't remember. And I remember it was really difficult for me because there was this one time where she looked me straight in the face and said, I don't know who you are. And I got really emotional. I took a moment, I went out, I stood by the vending machine, and I came to the realization that I've been visiting the wrong woman the entire time. So <laughs> few more quick ones. Um, I find it really ironic when people choose Millie Vanilli songs at karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I realize it would suck to be an epileptic cop. I mean, you want to pull people over, but the flashing lights don't go well. Um, <laughs> And I saw a sign that said lost dog because they didn't have the heart to say escaped dog. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Ooh, Christopher Anthony. Christopher Anthony, ladies and gentlemen, I always love a guy with two first names. Um, so let's, Chuck. Mike. Let's... Um, talk about uh, a couple of things and then bring up our headliner, Danny Rydell, who uh, loved her, uh, loved her high school in Greece, uh, loved, loved her dad in um, Bye Bye Birdie. It was just... It was just yeah, yeah. I, I smoked pot with her and she was Rydell high. Was she really? <laughs> That's great. The first woman I ever fell in love with was Eve Arden, who played the uh, principal. <laughs> Um, Mike, according to Gallup, I'm going, uh, according to a Gallup survey, I'm trotting out some new jokes. Uh-huh. Because Gallup and trotting, right? Yeah. 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 So you missed your calling. You should have been a canter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> boom, yeah. boom, boom, bam, 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 bam. Stop All right. Around. You know what? According to a scallop survey, I like baked stuffed. Okay. <laughs> Do you have, oh, you know what? I forgot to ask you uh, if you had any material that you wanted to do tonight. 
Right. Um, I'll get them done during the plugs. Uh, no, you can get them done. You can get them. I, you know, no, Chuck, that's okay. You know, uh, it's your show, apparently. And, uh, um, it's almost as if it were payback for forgetting the anniversary of the Apocalypse show. Right. Hey, speaking of Apocalypse, every Sunday night at seven o'clock Mountain Time, Chuck really? hosts, and he is gracious enough to allow me to get in his way a little bit uh, on the Apocalypse show. We have some upcoming apocalypse shows march 21st is going to be the spring break and then uh april 4th we're going to be doing apocalypse in space and uh my big fat apocalypse wedding is coming up soon uh with flamenco dancers uh every year except last year because of the pandemic i helped to write a full-length musical with a large cast for the organization that you see on the screen magicmomentsincorporated.org and the thing about this show that is especially wonderful is that between 30 and 50 people of the cast of 175 to 200 in every show are people with special needs that range from minimal impact to complete, uh, complete uh, physical disability and sometimes uh, developmental disability as well. And, um, he actually moved to Denver so that my daughter could participate in these shows. She's a musical singer and actress and also a developmentally disabled person. The shows are great. All the songs are ASCAP and BMI songs. So every single song, the melody of every single song will be lovely. The, um, the lyrics will have been repurposed to help tell the story of the show. And um, in addition to that, uh, we have Elevating Connections as a regular beneficiary of our sales on the Apocalypse show. 10% uh, of every ticket uh, sold goes to Elevating Connections, which helps people reconnect who have been separated by the foster care system. Uh, really? Siblings, I should say, not people, siblings who've been separated by the foster care system. Because in the infinite wisdom of the, uh, of the uh, system, uh, they don't keep the siblings together oftentimes, which I think is problematic. Um, and I have better terms than that for it, but. Uh, like the, guys, uh, the gang and graphics uh, arranged some prizes for our YouTube audience. Oh, really? That's great. I, I'm gonna have to get down and see those guys someday then. Yeah. What floor uh, are they on again, Chuck? What uh, third floor and uh, um, I spoke to HR, uh, and they promised to no longer speak graphically to you. Um, <laughs> that's very, very nice of you to run interference for me on a thing like that. Because First, uh, a lot of folks might have missed out on Robin Hood uh, and uh, GameStop. Uh, so uh, <laughs> first thing we got, everybody, is a stock that goes up. Uh, it's virtually yours, um, and you can see the movement there. Uh, you, you have a good afternoon with that one. Uh, last night was the Grammys, so Mom. we got you this Grammy. Um, <laughs> she's celebrating, and anytime you want to hang out with your Grammy, she's virtually yours. Uh, also got your virtual iced tea. For those of you watching on the YouTube, you can have some iced tea and hang out with one Mike Langworthy. I think we should head back to the stage. And uh, I know you said we have our headliner. I just wanted to update you. Uh, I bought that basketball. 
Good. Good. And uh, um, my behind the back dribble still involves another teammate. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me it doesn't involve a basketball. <laughs> oh, technical foul there, my friend. Um, and one. <laughs> uh, you know, Chuck, we kid you because you talk about the gayness, you know, and, and you know, there's, it's just a wonderful thing that you're so open and honest and uh, prolapsed about it. And um, I appreciate uh, the, the breadth of what you bring to the stand-up world. But, you know, it's nothing compared to the breadth that our next performer brings. You see, I was headed someplace. You didn't think I was. <laughs> I was just wandering around aimlessly in the forest of comedy, but I wasn't. I was headed someplace. Um, our next performer is uh, rapidly becoming one of my favorites. Her name is Danny Rydell, and I want a big round of applause for her. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Can you clap for me some more? I'm a little sad right now because I just got eliminated from a comedy tournament. <laughs> Oh, no. No, but I got to tell you why I'm really sad about it. Why? Because, because I am a five foot two, relatively new, like really determined comedian from Philadelphia. And if I had won my heat tonight, Mm -hmm. Next week, I'd be going up against a five foot ten, gorgeous Russian Playboy playmate. <laughs> Let me explain. Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren <laughs> also have exactly an eight inch height difference. Uh -huh. And everyone who voted for the person competing against me. Apparently doesn't like Rocky Four. No. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. You ruined Rocky Four. Are you happy? Fuck those people. That's right. <laughs> or as Christine yeah. say, no fuck those people. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I I like. I did. I actually, that occurred to me ahead of time, and I went to the Philadelphia Museum of Art yesterday, and I I, I walked up the steps for some motivation even. And I was going for Rocky four, not Rocky, but whatever, it happens, it happens. Although I did get a text from my parents actually a few minutes ago after this happened uh, that said, oh, did you win? I'm so sorry, we forgot to vote. <laughs> like, you, you don't get to be partially responsible for me having the kind of childhood that causes someone to become a comedian <laughs> <laughs> and then not support me as a comedian. <laughs> uh, I really want to drink, which is a problem because I am actually an alcoholic. Uh, I have been sober for two and a half years. I um, it, it might end soon, but thank you. I <laughs> No, I'm going to stay sober probably, but uh, I've been sober for two and a half years since August of 2019. Uh, you're doing subtraction right now and no need to complete that math problem. I will tell you right now that I stick by what I said, sobriety time accrued in 2020 earns double points. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it. I, I don't, you know, the term recovering alcoholic, they say you never really recover. I don't like that term. I prefer inactive lush. And <laughs> AA meetings do really help me. Um, I, that's what I call putting fresh batteries in my vibrator. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, this, this whole thing is a real bummer because yeah, I can't drink, but now I also can't really tell my joke about how you've met the Italian stallion. Now meet the kamikaze Ashkenazi. <laughs> and that's just really disappointing. I'm gonna have to find another way to use that joke. Uh, but yeah, as you may or may not have noticed in the last couple of minutes, I'm not sure if I've turned to the side yet or not. I am in fact Jewish. Uh, my last name is not, I, I changed my last name when I got married because I decided it was important to keep my natural nose. And <laughs> I do know that some people have given me flack for abandoning my Jewish identity by giving up my maiden name. And to them, I say, fuck you. <laughs> First of all, you did not keep your natural nose. And you know what? I don't even need to name one. None of them kept their natural noses. And uh, <laughs> now... All of my corporate email addresses and luggage tags for the rest of my life are going to say dreidel. <laughs> you know, I'm really uh, I'm, I'm really pulling for the next joke that the universe is going to write after, you know, after Rush Limbaugh dying of lung cancer, following a statement that secondhand smoke is harmless, I'm really pulling for Marjorie Taylor Green chokes on a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have space lasers when I was a kid, which is a shame because I really could have used that as a comeback with some bullies. <laughs> this one kid used to come up to me all the time, just say shit like, you know, my mom says that your people control Hollywood. <laughs> I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. We control the banks. <laughs> no, but what, what, I, what I actually said was, uh, your mom said that? Well, your mom's weight and her credit score are the same. Oh. <laughs> says, did you just call my mom fat? I was like, no. Oh, no, I just said she unconscionably neglects her lenders. She's height, weight, proportionate. <laughs> Elon Musk today changed his title from CEO on his taxes to techno king. <laughs> and his CFO changed his official title from chief financial officer to master of coin. <laughs> now, it does support my theory that Elon Musk is two really smart kids in a trench coat. <laughs> but I got to admit, I'm kind of glad I live in a world where people are allowed to do shit like that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to me tonight. I, I just, yeah. you know, sometimes when you're sober and you go to the kitchen and your beloved but emotionally abusive ex-boyfriend Tito is not there on the counter waiting for you anymore. 
<laughs> and just get so mad, like at anything. I mean, like when I'm sober, I just get mad at anything. Like, like, why do we tell Sleeping Beauty to our kids? Like <laughs> this, this prince, right? This prince, he gets on his horse and he rides through a forest, slicing through like thickets of thorns and shit and like to battle a fire breathing dragon so he can enter a castle and sexually assault an unconscious woman. <laughs> like, can we cancel that prince? Dude, you're not <laughs> playing D&D &D on the way to a frat party. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's The Bachelor. Why is that a show? <laughs> it, it's a game show about polyamory, but the grand prize is monogamy. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But you know what? There will be better times ahead. You are all wonderful. I'm Danny Rydell. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. Danny Rydell. She's got some problems. Um, I mean, with, you know, things that are going on wrong in, in the world. Um, very, very funny. What was that thing that you did just before, just before The Bachelor? What was the show? Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Um, wow. That's a whole different perspective on it because, uh. The only version yeah, I ever read—the only version of it I ever read—was written by Dr. Seuss. So I really get where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> oh. Anyway, here's the thing. That was delightful, and I really appreciate it. I'd like one more round of applause from the group for Danny for coming on and doing another mic right after uh, the obvious miscarriage of justice she had to suffer. Um, and. Um, I don't know. I just think she's great. And uh, as everybody was good tonight, uh, I usually do the this old hackney joke, all but one of you were wonderful. But um, actually, everybody was good tonight. So thanks a pant load for ruining my closing joke. Um, I have enjoyed this show immensely. Chuck, do we have one more thing that we like to do with these shows? Oh, we should take a silly photo. Yeah, still, we put everybody on gallery view and then uh, we do some kind of a photo where everybody pulls a face of some kind, which is what they call making a face in uh, the United States, in England. I mean, they call it pulling a face in England. But those of you who are not, if you don't want to participate, just leave your thing, you know, without a picture. But if you do want to participate, then you can... Uh, uh, I don't know how to do the heart hands, Mike. You can make yourself. <laughs> I, I don't. I literally don't know how to do it's it. It's a vagina. Well, then, uh, first of all, I'm not. Uh, that's why he doesn't recognize it. Do <laughs> <laughs> the high sign. Do the high sign. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think the heart. You know, heart. This is heart. This can be heart. You know, this can be heart. But we should. Maybe we should all do heart. We should all do heart hands for the picture. All right, heart hands for right? the picture, everybody. Everybody do heart hands. And you're going to be taking, Kate, Chuck, can you take the picture with heart hands? Yes. I, uh, I, we'll just grab a screen. Well, it's so great that you got that pedal operated computer. Um, <laughs> it goes with the sewing machine. All right, everybody. <laughs> One, two, 
three. Cheese. Got it? Yes. <laughs> and why would you say cheese? Why would you say cheese? There's no reason. I'm change the flash cube on my screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tin type. <laughs> my host. I hope they're able to. My high school picture was a lithograph. I'm telling you, I'm old. That's what I'm saying. And develop it at the photo mat, right? What photo? <laughs> it was the chisel against a rock mat. That's. Um, anyway, uh, usually what we do is anybody who feels like it can sit around uh, and stay online for a little or not or whatever we're doing, and uh, we can just chat a little bit, talk shop. If anybody has questions, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people like to ask me how I got so damn funny, and I, you know, it's a little embarrassing to answer it, but you know. It's the price of genius. Right. Um, we'll uh, say thanks to the YouTube folks and good night there. Yeah. Uh, Sukumar has to go because he has a life. Will you rub it in? Will <laughs> you rub it in, Sukumar? Yeah. yeah. Use your PhD for good. That's all I pray. That's all.